Hello. Welcome to Searching for Service, a show designed to help current and future Rotarians find purpose through service. Our show's promise is a dedication to sharing stories, experiences, and opportunities for those searching for service, and how Rotary has been the organization to bring it together. The goal of the show is to grow the Rotary family by connecting through service projects. I'm Kelly Tanky, and with me, Joseph Kirk. And together, we're going to dive deep into the heart of Rotary, service above self. We do have a special guest, another special guest on today, and his name is... I'm Joe Stallman. Joe Stallman. And Joe, remind everybody out here, what exactly is it that you do here? I am the uh, District 5960 co-chair of the Polio Plus Committee, um, the group, the team, and um, together with Charles Kogan, who is uh, my mentor in many ways. So he's uh, he has uh, asked me to help him out the last few years. He's trying to step down in the role while I step up, and uh, so the two of us together are tackling that, that, uh, that job. Well, that'll be fun Excellent. to explore a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll put that on the back burner for just a moment. Um, we do like to spend just a little bit of time getting to know our guests. Um, I had done rapid fire questions before. You're peeking. You're cheating right now. Good. Okay. So, first thing that comes to mind: mm-hmm. mountains or beaches? A mountains, definitely. Okay. Uh, sweet or salty? Um, boy, it depends on what time of the day, but mostly salty. Okay. Uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in North St. Paul, which is where I live today. Um, oh, you didn't. So you, you ventured didn't, really yeah. far from the nest. <laughs> I did. So I got my degree in Texas and I lived down there for 14 years. And then when I moved back, quote unquote, home, um, I knew that area, and I ended up uh, purchasing a house one mile away from the house I grew up in. So. Look at that. I, I took a long way to get very, very, very <laughs> close. I call those boomerangers. boomerangers. I deal with a lot of clients like that where so they you, leave and then they come back. Yeah. Are you close to your parents then, too? I are am close uh, emotionally or uh, <laughs> I'm very close <laughs> to them emotionally. They live in St. Paul, downtown. They don't live oh, in the same town anymore. Nice. Um, they've also moved around a little bit. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm close to them in both ways. Oh, good. Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, North St. Paul, downtown St. Paul, it's like a hop, skip, and a jump. You can basically throw enough. a rock and hit, hit it. So, um, Joe, what's your career or role outside of Rotary? So I am an owner's representative for um, commercial construction. Uh, okay. What that is, I, I like to also say that I'm like an architectural consultant. Um, I help owners uh, for big government projects uh, kind of figure out how to go about getting a project started and seeing hmm. it through to the end. So, uh, And actually, in my company, MOCA, um, I am uh, now leading the practice for state capital restoration. And nice. uh, that's what moved me back to Minnesota uh, mm-hmm. when I was living in Texas. Um, had a career opportunity to uh, help be the project manager for the restoration of the Minnesota State Capitol. And so I moved my young family from Texas to Minnesota in 2012, which means I've been back now 10 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I've just been really lucky to have worked on a lot of other capitals since. Uh, currently wow. working on California's. And Missouri's, and we did Wyoming's, and so it's a neat little niche in the market. To I was going to say, what a cool little yeah. like, yeah, market to be in. So historic restoration, culturally significant projects, those are the things that really get me excited that, in my career. That's so cool, and I do just want to add in a little tidbit. I had I had actually lived in downtown St. Paul, uh, 2015, 16, mm-hmm. into 2017. And my apartment actually um, looked out right across the highway towards the St. Paul, uh, the Capitol, and you could see um, all of that renovation, restoration sure. that was starting, especially the top of the Capitol. <laughs> I'm sure you've got stories. Lots of scaffolding inside <laughs> yes. and out. You yeah. saw the scaffolding mm-hmm. go all the way around uh, a couple of times. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just, it, you know, I just really. 
there's a sense of pride. I love driving down the freeway and having my very little kids point at it and go, that's where daddy works. And cute. Like, yeah. oh, cute. Now there's <laughs> still, it's still in the process, correct? Uh, Minnesota's is complete. We had a, okay. um, we had a grand party in, uh, August of 2017. Okay. And so it's been open, and I highly encourage anyone who hasn't been there, especially most people have never been there since they were a third grader. Yeah. And got off the bus and <laughs> ran upstairs. You know, I was like, just yeah. actually thinking why, that I'm like, you go? Right. I don't think yeah. I've been there since I was in I, grade school. Yeah. Embarrassingly enough, I, I have been. It was um, New Year's Eve. A friend of mine got married, and he had a lot of his pictures taken there. Oh. At the Capitol, and I yeah. should have known, but it was it was later on in the day too. So well, it's it's in immaculate condition, you know, because it did yeah. close down for a year because of mm-hmm. COVID, and so in many ways it's it's been five years, but it really hasn't. It's it's still pretty fresh with yeah. the restoration. Cool. Well, and you well, briefly touched on your family. Um, go ahead and. Exp- Married, kids, what do you got? Yeah, uh, happily married to my beautiful wife, Michelle, and I have twin daughters, uh, Tessa and Emma, who are in sixth grade, so now they're in a big middle school. And then I have a first grader named Brooklyn. So all girls in my house, except me, they gave me (laughs) the basement as the man cave. That's where I (laughs) typically hang out. Um, But uh, no, they're great. most of our time is spent uh, running around from one sport to another lately, so lots of fun. At all, to, all too familiar in this household mm-hmm. over here, too, so <laughs> it sounds, sounds very familiar. Although we're evening the, evening the teams out. Yeah, yeah. We've got, we have a girl on the way, so um, I'm excited to have a little balance in the household. That's great. <laughs> you'll, you'll love having a daughter. <laughs> we know it. We know it. Anyways, enough about what we're what's going on in our lives. Um, I do want to dive into how you found Rotary. Well, um, I kind of grew up in Rotary, uh, so because I I'm in the town that I grew up in, um, my father was a Rotarian, and okay. so when I moved back home after being gone for fourteen years, um, I realized that I, you know. I was really only here as a child. I I left when I was 21, so all my adult years were spent in Texas. And so I didn't have those adult connections. And so I got into Rotary because I wanted to network, and I wanted to meet the business leaders in my community, and I had some familiarity with it because my dad was in it. And so I actually knew some of the members in my club just as a result of hearing the names around the dinner table. That's really neat. And so it was an easy thing for me. Um, but I will say this, I, I went in to network, but I fell in love with the service. Mm. I, I have now been here 10 years and I have plenty of connections. You can never have enough, but uh, I no longer look at it as a networking thing. It is my outlet for service. And that's why I stuck around for the last 10 years. Can you um, share with our listeners which Rotary it is that you're a part of? Yes, I'm in the North St. Paul, Maplewood, and Oakdale Club. That's a mouthful. Well, all three communities. Um, That's how our school district is set up, too, so it's a convenient um, pairing. uh, Oh, sure. And uh, that club is 44 years old now, so um, we Hmm. still had a, a charter member up until last year. And so um, we're doing really good. We, we are heavily involved with the school district and with the community and the food, um, uh, food shelves, toy shelves, and all those things in town. I love it. Um, I, I literally am drawing a blank on what I was just going to ask. Joe, do you have any follow-up questions? <laughs> what other roles have you, have you been in Rotary? So you're you're obviously on the polio chair or yeah. polio co-chair. Sure. Uh, what other roles have you carried throughout? Well, in our club and a lot of clubs, um, it doesn't take long to put your name on a list for presidency. Uh, so I am a past president. Okay. Uh, I actually was president in 2017. It was a great year. So that's the year that the Capitol opened. Yeah. Um, my, do- my youngest daughter was born just before that. So I had wow. a new baby, um, and I was president of the Rotary Club, and I had a lot Holy going crap. on. Yeah, it was <laughs> great. a lot. Going on. <laughs> um, I uh, I have the the first real kind of leadership role that I did was I took over the role of um, our Meals on Wheels program. So I 
uh, coordinate who's going to do that. We do that every Friday. One member from our club goes and does the route. And so I've been doing that pretty much at least for eight years now, uh, coordinating that. And then um, I, I served also uh, with our uh, foreign exchange student program. I was an okay. advisor for that. And then, you know, I, the progression is I, we start local because we know that that's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then I started to see things at a national and then international level. And I that's when I really decided that polio was uh, where I wanted to really focus my efforts. Wow. Wonderful. You teed that up perfectly. You totally did. So uh, that will be our little teaser leading into the next section, um, two sections. So um, as a reminder, you're listening to Searching for Service brought to you by District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Tanky. And I'm Joseph Kirk. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Imagine even greater impact with a stronger Rotary Foundation. You are invited to a celebration on Saturday, November 12th at Delta Hotel by Marriott. That's on I-35 and Industrial Boulevard in Roseville. Be inspired and informed and come for great food and fellowship. Tickets are $65 per person and includes gluten-free meals of your choice of fish, chicken, or vegan. Social time starts at 5.30, dinners at 6.30, the program starts at 7.30. For more information, go to rotary5960.org. No matter if you're eating out or cooking something at home, EatLocalMinnesota.com has you covered with a list of locally owned restaurants and food purveyors. Locally owned Vinaigrette has been offering the finest olive oil and vinegar since 2009. Reintroduce yourself to all the many flavors by tasting before you buy. From darker white balsamic to cold-pressed extra virgin olive oil from all over the world, there is something for everyone. Vinaigrette, located at 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis or at vinaigrettemn.com. The Park Tavern is your go-to destination for fun. Enjoy the fantastic food like their pizzas, burgers, and sandwiches, the best bowling in Minnesota, their wildly popular outdoor patio, great drink specials, all the big games on their numerous screens, and it's the perfect place for your next private event, even large gatherings for over 200. The Park Tavern is your go-to destination for everyone. Have fun at the Park Tavern, Louisiana Avenue, north of Highway 7 in St. Louis Park. District 5950 Rotarians, here is your chance to learn about our first district-wide signature project. Preschool for Success is an effort to give access and opportunity for more four-year-olds to attend preschool. Preschool is crucial to a child's academic success. Our project engages all 73 clubs to work on their own plans to help those children in their school districts. Join us from 7 to 8 p.m. Wednesday, November 9th on Zoom. Check with your club president for details. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by District 5950 and 5960. My name is Kelly Kirk. (laughs) And I'm Joseph Kirk. (laughs) As a reminder, we love, love, love five-star reviews. And you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. We're rolling into our next section here. And for all of you out there that caught that, so this last weekend, (laughs) Kelly and I got married, and she's getting used to her new name. So, Kelly Kirk from now on. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I got the kick under the table, like, hey, it's it's not Kelly Tinky anymore, it's Kelly Kirk. (laughs) Kelly Ann Kirk. All right. Joseph Kirk, I'm going to let you take the helm. 
We're rolling into our next section. All right, Joe. We are going to go right into um, talking about the district. So you're with 5960. 5950. Huh? Or 5960. 60, 60, I'm sorry. We're with 5950. <sighs> <Right>. <laughs> Wrong and, side of the river. You know, know, it's really great because this is a joint venture between our two districts. And it'll be fun. We had we had Tim here last week. Mm-hmm. And it'll be fun to hear how your district approaches polio differently um, and or the same. And, um, you know, just how how you guys have gotten involved, what you do, what are the challenges, um, and ultimately where you see it going. So just start, how did you get into the role that you're in? Mm. Well, um, that's a good question. I made the mistake of having a beer with two past governors, uh, <laughs> Paul Prez and Kyle Hogan, and they were like, you really uh, supportive of our polio campaign? You should be on the committee. You should be on the district level. Why don't you? And I thought, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and so um, just being on the district uh, committee itself as a member at large was pretty cool to me at the time. And uh, and not a, a, a lot of commitment. And then I think I missed a meeting and they made me the co-chair. That's how that usually happens, right? I was. How many people are on the committee? Uh, there's about... 10 to 12 of us, okay. give or take. Um, and we only get together you know, quarterly is our goal, and we <clears> don't always hit that either. But uh, we definitely try to make sure that we're um, all in alignment as we near October because October 24th every year mm-hmm. is World Polio Day. Okay. And it's, um, it's a good opportunity for us to circle something as a milestone date to really rally the troops and start to reach out to to the um, different clubs and let them know that, hey, we're still here and polio is too, so uh, we need your help and this is a good time to to do so. You know, last week Tim mentioned something very interesting that really struck me and it was about half the clubs contribute to the polio fund and, you know, an initiative is is to have 100% for the clubs to participate and what do you feel like is the the really driving force around that and what are you guys doing to you know get people to participate yeah good question um i I feel like our in 5960 we might have a little higher number than half but it's definitely not all of them and it should be um what i've really tried to um, champion is to have and i said the word to have a champion in each of the clubs we we're trying to we're trying to kind of convince clubs that there should be someone one person who takes the lead willing or, or otherwise to <laughs> to at least track this and and one person to report to us to say yeah here's what we're giving this year or we're not you know but at least let's address it um, and I think that's really important. It's important. It was important to me in our club that I played that role because um, it was something that was actually near and dear to my heart. My my father is a polio survivor, and so um, when when anybody wants to talk about it, I probably have a little bit more of a you know personal <clears throat> relationship with at least the aftermath of mm-hmm. what polio is, and so. It was a, that was easy for me to just say, okay, well, that's that's going to be my role in my club. Um, but we need to find other clubs that have that. And I think there is a willingness for it, and it's not an overly complicated commitment. It's just we need energy. Yeah. So what does that cha- – like you, you mentioned the word champion. What does that championship look like for you as you're um, having conversations with the current presidents? Is that like a – is that – does it look like visiting the chapters and having conversations with them? Is it one-on-one conversations? I'm curious. Yeah. Um, so presidents have a lot on their plate, and they have mm-hmm. to, you know, they have to check all the boxes. And so, usually, I want to talk to someone who's not the current president, who's uh, maybe has a little bit more time on their hands. They can say, "Okay, yeah, I'll chase down these numbers for you," or "I'll figure out why we didn't give last year and we did the year before." Um, and, you know, just any little amount at least creates some momentum in a club. And then you start to see that, oh, we gave this last year. We should we should give that again mm-hmm. um, just to get on the on the budget books. But um, 
you know, it, there's defined roles in every club, and they differ from club to club. Um, but I would love to see that become more of a normal, normal thing for each club. Well, and I think a good challenge for anybody listening to this right now is if this seems like something that you could champion, um, certainly take that to your club as a current member. If you're somebody that's obviously out there looking for service, this could be a, an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. for you to come into a Rotary Club and immediately have impact, not only at the local level, but the district and national level. So um, that's kind of our call to action out there. I think <laughs> I, I think that's pretty clear We're helping you out. <laughs> is to say, you know, Rotarians out there, challenge your clubs to, um, you know, appoint that champion and... You know, people in dis- District 5960, reach out to Joe if you need help. And um, I'm sure that he'd be the first one to, to tell you that he'll he'll, mm-hmm. he'll help you right away. Sure. I don't – I didn't have any follow-up questions after that. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> Way to tee up that question and just <laughs> leave it out there. Dead air, is that good? Is that good for radio? I, don't, I can't remember. <laughs> um, you know, what? what is – the most rewarding thing that you've done with polio in your time as co-chair? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we all got sent home uh, during during the last pandemic and we, um, you know, the rotary meetings that were Friday mornings for me in person where we were all kind of breaking bread together all of a sudden became these um, – online meetings you know how many do we have <laughs> every yeah. day uh that was a big struggle and so i got really concerned about what polio campaign would look like uh as a reminder you know we we all kind of got home sent home in the spring so by the time october came around there was uh you know some normalcy to doing it that way and i really thought i don't know if you know, people have the funds or if, you know, we're mm-hmm. not with people. Um, we had a, an amazing campaign that year. Uh, we did a series of interviews uh, sort of like this where we were sending them out to our clubs, um, little short videos actually. Um, and we had just great participation in, from a, a virtual standpoint. We did some live music and we, we raised money all sorts of different ways that we had never – Basically, we got out of our comfort zone. We did mm. something completely different, and uh, we blew the old numbers out of the water as far as uh, getting money, uh, getting getting members to donate to specifically Polio Plus. And a lot of that is just, you know, doing something different and having new energy and having, you know, new people involved uh, because it does get – uh, tiring and people don't want to hear the same message every year. So yeah, that was really rewarding. Was well, that, and that's so sorry. Was that in twenty? So that was twenty twenty that that yeah. happened. Okay, mm-hmm. um, did that set the bar then? And have you exceeded it since? No, okay. uh, it, it set the bar, and no, mm-hmm. we have not okay. exceeded it. It set the bar a <laughs> little too high. Something to mm-hmm. aim for now, yeah. moving forward. Yep. But what's fascinating about that story is it highlights the need to continue to adapt and continue to change and continue to find creative ways to find either to reach new members, to reach existing members, to, you know, generate new energy and old initiatives. That's it. Um, I mean, and that's the whole idea of this show is to generate new energy around membership, around service, around the things that we do, such as polio mm-hmm. and, you know, what what our hopes and goals are for this show and are to, you know, take your story there mm-hmm. uh, uh, regarding polio and, and tr- be able to, to replicate that around all of the service, all of the membership um, for Rotary. So thanks for sharing that story. I think that that really helped kind of galvanize purpose around why we're doing this show and um, why and what we hope to see as an effective measure going forward. We're excited for the next section to hear a little bit more about your story, too, on why it led into polio. All right. As a reminder, you're listening to Searching for Service, brought to you by District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. 
Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org. Eat Local Minnesota is a great way to find locally owned Minnesota restaurants and food purveyors. You'll find high quality food and unique eating experiences with dishes from around the world. Just visit eatlocalminnesota.com for your next meal. Cafe Latte combines a cafe dining experience with gourmet quality food. Plus, you can still do online ordering and takeout along with gift cards. Just go to CafeLatte.com and choose from their ever-changing selection of award-winning salads, sandwiches, and soups. Cafe Latte is located off Victoria and Grand and online at CafeLatte.com. Come visit the award-winning Hazel's Northeast in Minneapolis for breakfast, lunch, dinner, or weekend brunch. For breakfast, try the slow-cooked brisket hash, hippie cakes, and meat waffle. While for lunch, enjoy favorites like the buttermilk fried chicken sandwich or veggie burger. Hazel's is open Tuesdays through Saturdays, 8 to 8, with a Sunday brunch from 8 to 2. Located off 29th and Johnson in Northeast Minneapolis. More at hazelsne2go.com. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. Even though Auto Technical is a small nonprofit, we have helped more families with transportation than any organization in Minnesota. Since 94, we have reconditioned donated vehicles so they have a higher tax benefit. Call Richard at 612-919-5526, 612-919-5526, or autotech.org. Tune in for Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. Coming up, how to create virtuous leaders. Good luck with that. Most politicians these days are power-hungry, corrupt, and out of touch. So let's train them to be less selfish. You think good character is something that can be taught? You have a better idea? How to create virtuous leaders. Next time on Philosophy Talk. Philosophy Talk. Every Sunday at 8 a.m. on AM 950. The days are growing shorter and temperatures are getting colder. You know what that means. It's time to plan your unforgettable eagle viewing trip with the National Eagle Center. Spend a Saturday afternoon with the experts viewing bald and golden eagles in the heart of eagle territory. Travel by coach bus to multiple eagle hotspots and receive engaging informational programming along the way. Trips last four hours and minimal walking is required. Learn more and register online today at nationaleaglecenter.org slash eagle-viewing. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. And as a reminder, you can find us on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And what do we like, Joe? Five-star reviews. (laughs) (laughs) We love them. (laughs) So go ahead and... Hit that subscription butter. And I'm tired of filling them out myself. <laughs> <laughs> so funny when I, when Dina and I started our podcast, we were like, 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 subscribe, subscribe, <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> Just nonstop. So, anywho, we are, um, we're going to rally into our next section here and um, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about Joe's story with polio. But before we do that, we wanted to um, piggyback off of our conversation this last section, um, starting with... Yeah, Joe, when when we talked about having you on the show, you'd mentioned how COVID very adversely impacted polio. And, and so kind of just take us through really quick, like, what did you see? How did it impact us? And then, you know, ultimately... 
was it the wake up call that we needed to um, eradicate polio? Yeah. Well, so that's a complicated subject because there's been you know ups and downs throughout the last couple of years because of what what has happened um, at a global scale. Uh, first of all, I will say. You know when the when the uh, COVID started going around, and we needed to reach, uh, you know, places that are hard to reach. The infrastructure that Rotary had put in place for uh, polio vaccinations throughout the world was utilized uh, on the front for COVID and for getting those um, vaccinations out to to people in countries that you know normally wouldn't have that. Um, have the ability to do to do so. So I'm just extremely proud of the fact that we played a role, we as Rotarians, in you know eliminating the further spread of what just happened a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, on the flip side, though, uh, we have had had a lot of challenges now with uh, misinformation and with um, opposition, basically to uh, to the idea of vaccination and. Um, and that's a challenge that I really did not see coming. Uh, when I uh, started this campaign in, you know, in our own Rotary Club, it never occurred to me that anyone would uh, stand up and say, "I'm not for this." Mm. Uh, it seemed like an easy, an easy discussion to have, and now they are not so easy. Um, when I, you know, I, I speak to clubs sometimes about what polio is and and why we're going, uh, going down the roads we are. Uh, for a whole year, I didn't because we were home. And then that very first time I went to a club, I believe it was in Stillwater, I remember standing in front of it thinking, I bet six people are going to stand up and walk out on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I never thought of this until right now. And, uh, you know, that's just a it, – it's been a challenge for us, definitely. Mm. Yeah, and Tim spoke to, you know, the challenges that he had come across um, as, you know, chairing – polio efforts on the 5950 side and i'm sorry yes yes and um you know how he he took a different viewpoint Mm -hmm. have you thought more on or has there been something that's come up in your head where you're like i'm going to i'm gonna i'm gonna come at it at this angle when having the conversations um yeah I think, you know, it's important as a Rotarian that um, each member has something that they feel a personal connection to in mm-hmm. the in the club. Um, I, you know, because it's important to me doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be important to every single member. And so, um, you know, if I'm encountered with some opposition or someone who doesn't necessarily uh, want to partake, you know, my question would be, well, what is important to you? You know, how mm-hmm. can we... How can we, as a club, help you meet your service, you know, goals? And, sure. And what, um, in what way can we make these two programs kind of blend together? Because uh, I don't do this full time, and I don't expect anybody here to do it either. So, um, you know, I just try to try to learn as much as I can about what's important to everyone else. Wise, wise words, and very much in line with what our our last guest speaker had shared as well. Mm-hmm. So. That's well, awesome. and I think that you you just mentioned uh, your story. So you know you'd mentioned earlier that your your dad is a um, surviving polio or polio survivor. Obviously, that impacts why you're here. But you know, kind of give us give us your story of you know why why Rotary why why polio chair and um, you know. Somebody out there that's listening, that's looking for service, like why why should they choose Rotary? Sure. Uh, so my father, um, born in '49, and got it at a very young age in the early '50s, and um, you know he's one of eight children in his family, and he's the only one that got it. And uh, as a result, you know he's honestly one of the lucky ones, and that that term has been coined in our. Rotary District as well. Uh, he has uh, one leg that didn't um, completely develop as much as the other one, and you know, for the most for the most part, uh, throughout my childhood, I don't think most people that knew him knew that he ever had it. 
um, but now that he's mm-hmm. reaching, you know, some older years, you're starting to see, you know, people say, why is your dad limping? I'm like, oh, you, you don't know that he's a polio survivor? Like, yeah. this is <laughs> something he's been dealing with his whole life. So mm-hmm. it's been just the word and the, you know, he wears a brace. And so um, I've been well aware of what it was my entire life. And, uh, but I do have people who see me walking around with a N Polio Now shirt on, and they say, Polio's been over forever. <laughs> no, it hasn't, actually. <laughs> no. It's very much not over. Just uh, like, matter of fact, let me just give yeah, you a little yeah. bit of education. Yes, the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you want to hear more about yeah. polio? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you know, it's just it's it's something that I was um, – familiar with more than most and so i just felt like well that's a good thing for me to latch on to and that can be my thing what are the other projects that you really gravitate towards um with rotary um, that you know so listeners out there that are seeking opportunities what are, what are the other ones that have really resonated with you that you've enjoyed working on yeah um so our club we do a lot of uh Feed My Starving Children exercises where we get groups out to go out and, and do those things. Um, like I said, I lead our group as far as Meals on Wheels coordination. Um, we give away uh, scholarships to kids in our district. We have three high schools there that uh, we select from. Uh, I think we're up to like five $1,000 scholarships now every year. Mm. That's a lot of fun because we get to interview kids and we are not looking for you know, the best grades, uh, we are looking for service. Mm-hmm. We're asking the kids, what did you do that you didn't have to? <laughs> yeah. What did you What did you volunteer on this year? I know you got an A in math. That's fine. Yeah. But if the next kid in here had a C in math, but also, mm-hmm. like, worked with kindergartners and re- read to them every day after school, that kid's getting a scholarship through the mm-hmm. Rotary, through service. You know, mm-hmm. that's the kind of things we're looking for. And so... Kind of getting that next generation involved is also important to us. We have a Rotaract club through Tartan High School that um, is something that we're really proud of, too. And, you know, just to see kids who want to give, and and we give them the opportunity to do that. What advice would you give to somebody that is looking to get involved in service? Um, What what type of advice? So I... I've said this a couple times to my club. Don't be shy or don't shy away from the idea of taking some pride in the fact that you just did this. You can do service for yourself and feel just fine about it. When I go to to bring a meal to someone who needed it, that person feels great because I brought them the meal. But I guarantee you I feel a lot better when I leave. Uh, you know, just to just to you know take some pride in how I spent my free time over my lunch break on a Friday, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I mean, it's for me too, and it's law of receptivity. Yes, <laughs> I think yes. it's a big one. Yes, we have just a few more seconds here, but I do want to ask: What's been the biggest surprise and/or value you discovered through Rotary? Um, I would say that uh, I fully expected there to be business connections and I expected to, to, you know, give back to the community. I didn't expect the, the younger generation, including my own kids mm. to see that and, and really latch onto it as something that's important. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> I was, I was thinking it's going to be for me and people older than me. And I realized that it's not, that it's, mm. this is for, the next the next group that's coming love that that's great yes leading into our next section (laughs) i swear we're not teeing you up (laughs) as a reminder you are listening to searching for service i'm kelly kirk and i'm joseph kirk we're together For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio.
You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Imagine even greater impact with a stronger Rotary Foundation. You are invited to a celebration on Saturday, November 12th at Delta Hotel by Marriott. That's on I-35 and Industrial Boulevard in Roseville. Be inspired and informed and come for great food and fellowship. Tickets are $65 per person and includes gluten-free meals of your choice of fish, chicken, or vegan. Social time starts at 5.30, dinners at 6.30, the program starts at 7.30. For more information, go to rotary5960.org. Habitation presents a radio drama. To buy or not to buy, that is the question. Whether tis nobler to compromise and live with a sectional that doth not fit my space, or to take up arms against a sea of mediocrity, and by opposing it, to rest, to be comfortable, to enjoy the space that is my home. Hi, this is Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Design and host of Drink in the Style. I'd like to personally invite you to our new showroom located in the District of Dinah, 7777 Washington Avenue South. Habitation, put some drama into your interior design. District 5950 Rotarians, here is your chance to learn about our first district-wide signature project. Preschool for Success is an effort to give access and opportunity for more four-year-olds to attend preschool. Preschool is crucial to a child's academic success. Our project engages all 73 clubs to work on their own plans to help those children in their school districts. Join us from 7 to 8 p.m. Wednesday, November 9th on Zoom. Check with your club president for details. Well, hello, and welcome back to Searching for Service. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platform, and we love five-star reviews. You are listening to Kelly Kirk. And Joseph Kirk. And with us, we have Mr. Joe Stallman as our guest speaker here. Um, We ended up, we wrapped up our last section um, talking about... Um, oh my gosh, I'm totally advice for (laughs) current and future Rotarians or anybody really looking for service out there, you know, what advice you'd give them. Um, I did, I did actually really like that insight of those unexpected victories that you get in those, those nuggets that you get from Rotary that were unexpected. I remember when I joined, I I joined exactly the opposite. I joined because of service. And then I was like, Oh wow, look at all these people. (laughs) These high power people are connected to. And you're like, wow, this could be really good (laughs) Good for business too. Um, But to kind of wrap up, I think this last segment, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of recap. If there's anything else you want to mention about the polio initiative about, um, you know, we're in the last few days of, polio month mm-hmm. um we just had world polio day yeah you know um any last and, thoughts on that and I'm, i just want to piggyback off of that too because um tim had actually mentioned that there was the scavenger hunt that our district had put on um as as a opportunity to raise more awareness around polio and have the involvement from the other clubs. Mm-hmm. What is it that your district is doing um, that is similar? Sure. Well, uh, just a quick plug on our, our current campaign is called Strike Out Polio, and we're doing uh, sort of similar to what we have in the last two years, where if you give $100 in October, um, we're matching that with 100 points um, on the My Rotary system. And if you give $365, we will actually match that with an, with an entire Paul Harris Fellowship, which usually oh, is wow. uh, a gift of $1,000. So we're using uh, – I won't get into the weeds of how we get these points and disperse them. It's a whole other <laughs> show. But um, there is that recognition. And then something else we're doing this year is uh, we've created a um, – uh, polio plus society. So if you are uh, willing to pledge $100 a year, uh, you become a part of this society and you get a pin and recognition and then cool. you can keep some momentum going that way where we're kind of trying to see if we can get 
how many of those people we can get. So that's a really great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that one. Yeah, we like pins in Rotary. We, <laughs> we, we sure do. Pins. We love pins. You gotta have one that says Polio Plus. <laughs> we need a pin. We need a pin for this show. <laughs> we do. I know. If you're listening out there and you know where to get the pins, <laughs> Lloyd and Dale, <laughs> make it happen. Them ordered. <laughs> and then all of our guests can have pins. Yes, That's very lovely. True. You're searching for service, Penn. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being a part of the Army and yes. all of their badges. <laughs> so, um, you know, as we are hopefully at the tail end here of polio, and, you know, we've got a lot of work to do. We've definitely established that. We've definitely established that we cannot take our eye off the ball until it's gone. Um and that's been helpful for myself and Kelly that are less attached to polio. We don't have a family member that had polio. You know, we're lucky enough in this country that we we don't see it every day. So, um, you know, that was helpful to have that perspective of we can't take our eye off the ball because the moment we do it explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we got our nice little wake-up call when we had our case in New York. I think mm-hmm. that was a, a nice wake-up call for us here in the U.S. Sure. And, however, um, when we succeed in eradicating polio, what do you hope is the next initiative that Rotary puts that that amazing energy, resources, and just focus on coming, you know, coming on the heels of eradicating polio? Yeah, well, first of all, that's going to be an amazing day because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the, if we're thinking about that it means we've achieved our goal which yeah. i mean hooray can't wait mm-hmm. um uh, so we have given this a lot of thought uh, we rotarians and, and myself personally um when i was down in uh at the international convention in in atlanta a few years ago um we listened to something on a speaker talk about human trafficking and mm-hmm. it was mentioned that you know this is a good candidate for our next big push and you know just a few things about that it's really easy for me to go into clubs and talk about polio because it's not here and it's not, it's not usually personal and it's an easy conversation to have up until recently with the vaccination yeah. you know twist um, but human trafficking is a really difficult topic to talk about yeah we use words that i'm not comfortable coming out of my mouth when there are certain people in the room you know i, mm-hmm. I brought my uh first grade daughter to our our meeting today um and we could talk about polio in front of her i don't know if i want her there when we're talking about human trafficking it's like modern you know? day slavery basically yeah it's, it's, it's they're very difficult discussions mm-hmm. to have and <clears throat> so the the parallels i would say is um you know this campaign that we did as Rotarians would not have happened without Rotarians. And we helped a group of people who couldn't help themselves. And if we didn't, who would? Um, and so I'm, when I think about what that next uh, fight might be, I ask myself the same question. You know, who, who can we help that can't help themselves? And who can we help that if we don't, no one will? And I just feel like human trafficking is probably a, a prime candidate for that. Um, uh, you know, the uh, the idea of the Rotarians that that are completely involved in in going out into these areas of the country and uh, or countries that are hard to access. Um, we've set up a network, so I don't want to lose the fact that we are now primed to fight whatever the next pandemic mm-hmm. is. I mean, I, I'd like to see us at least continue the infrastructure there because we just had to utilize it a few years ago. So I don't want to give up on that entirely. But um, I think we've proven to the world that, uh, you know, this nonprofit organization can really rise up and make a huge difference globally. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm, yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's the embarrassment of riches that we do have is when we when we sit here and go what's next is we could go well what what needs to be done it's it's yeah. less about it's less about you know that this one specific item 
um, needs more attention than others. It's more like we have this machine that we've created sure. that can serve anything. Mm-hmm. And if anything, it's it's more like, <clears throat> well, what can't we accomplish? And, you know, we did talk a little bit about this with Tim, and it was, he did say that it was probably going to be on a different scale this time. Mm. In terms of in where maybe some of the energy goes towards like something like human trafficking, something mm. goes towards food yeah. security, and where we have all of these process systems and procedures in place and these human connections that we can deploy them in many different ways. And I think that's exciting yeah. where we're not getting pigeonholed into, say, one one type of thing. Now, polio was a global atrocity if you want to say. like i mean it was <laughs> it was something everybody had to deal with at that time and you know the other thing too is we'll be ready should something like that present itself again yeah <clears throat> you know spreading spreading the focus is a good idea i think in terms of membership too mm. you know we'll if we just put all our eggs in one basket and say this is what we do we eliminate the entire segment of the population who's not at all interested in doing that. Sure. So if we can spread it out a little bit and say we're doing this and we're also fighting this and we're fighting this, and which one of those appeals to you? I think that's a better way to Given the see op- some membership. Yeah, giving people the option. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's where the real power of the seven areas of focus for Rotary yeah. um, it, it really does make a huge difference. Um, and hopefully we can tackle seven new things when polio is gone with that same resource and vigor. (laughs) Sure. Well, Joe, we're about ready to wrap up. And so we do want to, of course, thank you for taking time out of your Friday afternoon to come on and be one of our special guests here for Searching for Service. We hope that you enjoyed. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this has been great. Was... It went by way quicker than I thought it was going to go. It's <laughs> that's, so that's every, It's every show. Sure, every it's show so we're strange. like, my God, we're done. Yes, and here we are. All right. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank and you so much. It was so great to hear the perspective from, you know, a, a different perspective on, on kind of the same thing mm-hmm. and the things that brought you here so sure. thank you so much for your service my pleasure as a reminder you have been listening to searching for service i'm kelly kirk and i'm joseph kirk and as a reminder it's time to stop searching and start serving <laughs>